guys, subscribe to our Patreon. Follow us on Instagram. Coffee. Sub, sub to our coffee. Buy me a coffee. Uh, blow my conch. And then you can speak and have a turn. Undestroys <laughs> lizard. It's fine. Undestroys um, lizard. I don't know if that's like a dirty joke. Like it doesn't. I've never it's heard definitely of a lizard. euphemism. It, yeah, it sure. sounds like it could be a euphemism. So I'm going to just run with it. Yeah. All right. Like, dude, oh. I'm punching my lizard. Like, that, I don't think. <laughs> Is this is this the drop at the beginning? I'm punching my lizard. Do you guys remember not. Futurama where like Bender locked himself inside a closet and like Leela locks and she's like, Bender, are you jacking on? <laughs> <laughs>
So it's true. Scott it brings me, up Corridor it, Crew every episode. It was me before that because I I brought up Corridor Crew. I have no idea what Corridor Crew it's is. It's a YouTube on, channel, dude. They're they're We're, awesome. It's a bunch of guys that kind of look like us, just like beards <laughs> and curly hair. And <laughs> except for they're, they're they're actually talented. Slightly yeah, they're chubby. way talented. <laughs> they less, have a YouTube less chubby. Uh, one guy's like two of us combined. He's a big. Oh dude. whoa. That's a he, he, he lost guy. weight. He lost weight. Well, yeah. One one of the guys is like Jake pre surgery. Oh, you know? Okay, you know, a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you meant. To say I, I think uh, you. I think you meant yeah. to say conch. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say he took the easy way out and had surgery. Did he? <laughs> Uh, I was actually, (laughs) I was actually talking to my wife about that, how, um, uh, I was, I I went to therapy before I had my surgery and, oh, I was talking to Reese too about, Mm -hmm. I went to therapy before before my surgery and my therapist, when I told my therapist I was going to have a surgery, he said, uh, oh, you know, um, uh, gastric bypass is a easy way out. It's for, it's, it's for quitters. I was like, (laughs) All right. <laughs> looks Never like uh, looks like I'm not talking to you anymore. So see ya. Wait, your therapist said that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he used to be a physical trainer. What a conch. <laughs> I'm so happy that this is going to be a running theme. <laughs> It'll just be today. We'll forget about it. Yeah. Uh, it, no, like, Troy, what's your name? Or I feel like Troy Memphis. won't ever forget about it. <laughs> not, with <laughs> not with this forehead. Nothing leaves his <laughs> Telling you. Uh, <clears throat> so, should we talk about what we've been doing? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I actually did, uh, I took Reese's advice, dangerous business, but I started, I started actually watching the show Succession. Yes. And. I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Mad in hell. Screw you, Chris. Okay, so <laughs> this is a uh, this is um great radio, by the way. Yeah. Um, Chris just uh, turned off his video, and uh, anyway. Uh, named himself Trout Mandan Hell. Hell. That was pretty great. It was, yeah, it was funny. Uh, it's it's funny because a big hat. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny because it's big. Uh, yeah, thanks, Turd Ferguson. Um, <clears throat> Succession's great. You should watch it. Hey, Scott, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> Oh, no. but for real oh, succession man. is a it's a movie that i or it's a show that i compared to like it's like modern shakespeare where i wouldn't necessarily recommend the plot of the show as something wonderful but the acting and the dialogue in the show is like second to none brian so cox like the lion king brian cox is Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Brian Conch, actually. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Conches. <laughs> Plural. 
<laughs> Multiple conches. <laughs> yeah, the, the the plot of the show is is pretty shallow. I mean, it's uh, just it's, which rich assholes can end up happy. Yeah, yeah. It's just watch Jersey Shore then. <laughs> I mean, we're talking rich. about billionaires, not not right, uh, you yeah. know thousandaires. So I'll watch Kardashians. <laughs> that's actually true. Um, but yeah, it's just the benefit is this doesn't have Pete Davidson. In, so that's true. But it's just it's rich people uh, jockeying for power, uh, which I mean that's been done uh, a thousand times over. But like Jake said the characters the acting the dialogue uh, it's just really really superb and it's actually like pretty wildly funny at times like some of the dialogue is hysterical makes me laugh very hard it's also incredibly brutal the de- the the father in the show is absolutely brutal to his children it is uh hard to watch sometimes it like emotionally brutal yeah it's rough but it's really good. So. Can't wait to start watching it. You should. <laughs> you'd you'd uh, you'd hate it. But you've already decided that, so it's okay. Uh, I mean, so I Chris, what did what Barry before I saw it? And I love Barry. Barry's great. I can't. Wait oh, Barry is more great. episodes oh, of man. Barry. That we do need. We need some more Barry and Righteous Gemstones. We need more of that. And and uh, Recession or whatever it's called. What's the recession? <laughs> Receding. I have a receding hairline. That, that makes sense. That's a funny I joke, a Chris. Succeeding headline. <laughs> um, Your so I. Yes. <laughs> Wait. So was it was it Scott? Were you gonna go? Or did I cut you off? No. Go ahead. Whatever, um, I don't care. Have, have you guys <laughs> ever heard of a game called um, Disco Elysium? Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. Yes. I mean no. Okay. So this explain game, it to us. I, w- I didn't. I wasn't sure if you had or not because it's kind of controversial. But the controversy is that it's winning a bunch of awards and stuff. Um, but it's straight up communist propaganda, like the I'm like Willie the Sparrow. Yeah, no, but like I'm talking like actual the penguin. Com- communist propaganda, like co- trying to convert people to that way of thinking. Oh, okay. And it, it's interesting. It's like a the people that made it, they live in Poland or something. I don't, I don't remember where, but they have, they have a picture up on their wall of like Stalin. Like he was a good guy. Like they just, they walk into like code every day and they touch the picture of Stalin. Like he's a coach. Like, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> but um, in the game and, and it's like, it's, it's pretty clever the way that they do this, but you wake up one day, it's like a, imagine like a top down, like D and D game where you like choices there's no combat it's all complete choices but you wake up one day and you have no memory of anything like you have no idea of how anything works like that's how blackout drunk you got so you're the character you play as has doesn't know his name doesn't know what he does for a living doesn't know where he lives doesn't know what money is like you have somebody has to explain to him what money is um, so when you deconstruct everything down to like that level, they're like, oh, hey, what's I want? I want this book. Well, you have to give me money. What's money? And they're like, Oh, it's something you have to spend hours of your day on to try to earn this currency to buy a book. And like, well, that seems kind of like not a fair trade. Why would this book is $20? Why would I go work two hours just to get this book? That doesn't seem like a fair trade. So um it's like stuff like that they present to you and you're like oh that's never thought of it before like that and then they do uh 
like they you can kind of decide if your character is like uh believes in the paranormal or not and in, in the paranormal people are like oh this this land where this story is it's cursed you're like oh no what's what's this curse or you can be like that yeah, that's bogus but if you ask what's this curse you're like it's cursed to fail every single store that's ever been here has failed but really the curse is capitalism because not every store makes it it's not like a fair system hmm. so all these all these stores in this chain mall have failed because of capitalism that's what the curse is is the curse hmm. of capitalism so i was like oh interesting i wasn't i wasn't buying any of it by the way but it was a <laughs> we were all pretty worried that no, no i just yeah, like, cd project red has come a long way yeah definitely <laughs> is that a new hammer and sickle shirt you're wearing <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, nice it's actually uh totoro oh um, I can see how you would make that, like confuse the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I just I've I've never seen because uh, because like I just dismiss people that think that way. I was like that's silly. But then when they actually made a video game of it, I was like, oh okay, I could see how some people would think this is an option, not not the best option. But it's an option. It's a slippery slope, Chris. Just as a friend, know, huh? just now, stop. Get get you, help. Are you telling me this from experience? <laughs> video, yeah. video games. Yeah. Are are we saying that video games are a gateway drug to communism? Yes, oh, no. absolutely. Well, in apparently they're a gateway. Yes. They're a gate. They're a gateway to just murdering people. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I mean, what's it, worse, murder or communism? It's real Sophie's choice, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that, I, some would say, "What's the difference?" I'd say the scales are pretty even. Oh, don't make me choose. <laughs> Half a dozen in one, hundred million of the other. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, I'd have to check my till, but I think you're a few million short. Oh, that's such a great joke. That's from Succession. That's from way. Succession. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh uh that's interesting so you played your uh your commie propaganda you're Mm -hmm. now a socialist and uh actually when i was playing the game it'll give you like like a you know like a like a star wars game like your light side or dark side Uh, my my score was like hugely a fascist (laughs) and then i i I was like started making different choices (laughs) and it was like oh look at you you're uh like a the equal equalism or whatever like you're too afraid to make a choice you can't make a stand (laughs) wow it's like guilting you yeah that that is hilarious yeah but like no matter what choice you made they would they would shame you about it like the the whole point is just to make you think that's wild i I for one welcome our socialist overlords and i want to contact joe rogan and let him know that uh, as a fellow podcaster i deserve uh, an equal portion of his listeners and income is joe rogan a socialist no but uh if if socialism is the right answer then uh then it's like joe we all need to share i'm sure you'd understand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right Okay, next, uh, popcorn Scott. Um, I'm glad I used Chris's popcorn. Let's see. I have been um, trying to think. Oh, uh, so my, <laughs> my my wife and I uh, just finished the second season of uh, The Chosen. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, The Chosen is amazing. 
It's really good. It's like super good. So, so I, I bring it up. I wouldn't normally bring up like a, a I don't know, something about Religious. church religion stuff, but it's honestly like a really good TV show. It's like, like really, really well made. Yeah. It, it's, you can look at it as like, like any other kind of mythic, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it's just really well put together, really good characters awesome plot there i mean obviously there is going to be some uh i guess fan fan service and stuff but uh (laughs) fan service to the to the bible (laughs) yes (laughs) um but but those bible stands they're brutal (laughs) this isn't accurate to the source material it's it's pretty dang good though like i I haven't seen a depiction of um uh christ's story like this before and it's it's what's the streaming platform you're watching it on um it, I, they have it they have it for free on their app isn't it angel studios angel studios yeah. i know that because those are the guys that do, are doing the second uh season of freelancers from jk studios so oh really that's actually the the Harmon brothers the people that do like they did the um the squatty potty ads um oh yeah i've worked with them a few times yeah yeah they did uh poopery those ads and then they also have done um hmm. yeah uh they own and were sued by sued for um vid angel vid angel that's one yeah so yeah, <clears throat> yeah the Harmon brothers are great they're real nice people yeah they are that great. was such a strange lawsuit dude like we have censored music on the radio i don't really see how like censoring a movie for your family is like a big deal i i i agree with i agree with that concept but i also have had other like artists and stuff people who have worked on things and and but you can still watch it that way it's just like oh i would like to watch this without the like i mean like i've never heard anyone complain about radios not cussing yeah this is uh this is one of those things where i see both sides of the argument and i i don't necessarily have like a i'm not like one way or the other um i do agree that like there is that aspect that you should choose whether you want to watch it but at the same time if you're going to watch something that has that content that you wouldn't normally watch then why are you watching it right like what are you really going to get if you censor deadpool you know what i mean or censor whatever you know like i mean they censor it and put it on tv like i don't Uh you you and i like Having in school, I remember having these conversations all the time. And it's the debate of like, do you want eyes on your on your content? Do you want eyes on your material? Because if you allow this, if you allow stuff like uh, clean flicks or whatever it was, if you allow that stuff, then you're going to get more eyes on your work, which is never a bad thing that 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 cannot be construed as a bad thing. the other, but, the other side of that argument is you say you paint a marvelous painting or, or hey, you know, say somebody decides they want to go to the statue. Right, you you, you the paint statue a nude and, and then you and you, and you 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 take, you know, you cut off the dong or you, you know, cover it up or whatever because it's offensive. The conch. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, it's the same same thing, you know, like mm-hmm. it's that I, I see both sides and I and I I actually agree with both sides. It's not, you know, I. Yeah. I think that I think the lawsuit got kind of kind of ridiculous because I felt like that Angel kind of went went about it the right way, where you buy for the rights of the video, and so you own the video, own the movie, the film, and so you get to choose what you want to watch. I felt like that was a good way to go about that, and then, um, but still, whatever it is, what it is. <clears throat> hmm. Well, the chosen is good. Yes, it's Angel Studios. Do you think you're, you're watching gonna- a? On the app, like, are you just like Google Chrome? I'm watching it on Plex. Oh, okay. On uh, the Plex, that uh, random. Everyone's Plex got one of those Plexes, right? 
random Everybody. one that somebody else does. But uh, yeah, yeah, I... they, they they have it for free, so it's all it's all crowdfunded Kickstarter style. Oh, they're oh, almost cool. done funding season three. It's awesome, though. So, yeah, it's it's like it was really interesting because it doesn't feel cheap at all. Like no, not even a it, little bit. That's been the biggest problem with like a lot Jesus of Christ, stories a lot of or Christian or films, religious. Yeah, anything is you can't get funding for it <laughs> unless well, you're Mel it, Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, and, and it's, unless you're anti-Semitic, then by all means. <laughs> well, the, the, it also like um, doesn't make Jesus like up way too uppity or whatever. He's like really down to earth. Makes yeah. jokes. He makes super fun of approachable. People. Nobody likes an uppity Jesus. You go and talk to him. Yeah. He's just like making you a toy boat out of wood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does do. Um, that. It it is interesting though, like just in the way Scott that you were bringing that up, it was like, well, you know, normally I wouldn't I wouldn't really you know talk about you know religious stuff, and it's interesting that we're in that day and age where we 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 do feel like we kind of have to tiptoe around that, but then on the other side of things, I was at the jazz game last night, mm-hmm. and they literally had like Jewish Appreciation Night, and they had a dude sing the prayer. And light the menorah wow. on the jumbotron, and I was the like, first day of Hanukkah." Yeah, you know, and I was like, "I think yesterday was the second day of Hanukkah." Right. Um, and I was like, "This is cool. cool." Like, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. That's but I was awesome. like, "Man, I really don't think that they would ever let someone do something like that for Christianity." It in that's the sacrament around the, the Delta Center. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was just interesting, and that's it. it triggered that thing from last night that i mean that I've, I had. I've definitely been to events where they like they're like opening a building and they're like and we'll open this with a prayer yeah and so high school like, oh, football games I've, I've been to high school football games where they yeah. open with a prayer yeah yeah but but just Jew, interesting a jewish yeah. prayer i thought it's awesome like i thought it was rad yeah it broke glass you guys dance <laughs> <laughs> you up in a chair it was cool it was awesome yeah Opa. Oh, and they gave away rotisserie chickens to everyone. <laughs> I was gonna say holla. Holla. You gotta get more phlegm until holla. Holla bread. Sorry, that was offensive. Hoppa? That was a Sarah stereotype. I'm wrong. What is it on meet on meet the parents? I believe this is what your people call a hopa. Hoppa. <laughs> Talking about the gazebo. The gazebo. A hopa. Uh, Oh God! I love meet the parents. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> it's a great line. Greg's Jewish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Moving popcorn. on. Scott, like popcorn. It. Reese. Oh, um, I. You guys skipped Troy. I was rude. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, I'm on your side. I don't have to censor. I was thinking everybody. Else you gave me a I, choice. I don't have to censor that. um i've just been uh you know working a little bit but i've been i have a whole bunch of shows that i'm watching right now um succession is one of them yellowstone is one of them cowboy bebop is one of them i've been watching cowboy wait cowboy bebop the new one or the the new yeah i actually Uh, started watching the animated one yeah so let's see so yeah wheel of time cowboy bebop yellowstone succession um you and uh Peaky you've been Blinders. watching me 
Yeah, I've been watching you. You. Uh, speaking of of communist <clears throat> propaganda, Peaky Blinders. There's a lot of communism in that show. Mm-hmm. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, Their sister is very much uh, interested in changing the country. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been up to. We're getting ready. We're uh, isn't that uh, McHotty Pants? Hmm? Yep. Sister is Cillian uh, Murphy. No, and the sister, <laughs> the one that yeah, plays Nick Hottie Pants, Cillian Murphy. No, one oh, she's guys. in it though. She's... I think she's in in later in the series, but it's not. I don't think it's his sister. Mm. I no, it's not his sister, but she's and, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy, and her Taylor-Joy. eyes are just too big. Her oh, eyes are just so big for her head. It's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. She looks like uh, the Mars Attacks when they dress up like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty good. You can um, see it, can't you? Oh, yeah, I, that's I all I can see now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of lot of work, a uh, lot of a lot of shows. I'm you know watching periodically, and then we're uh, we're headed to Disneyland on Sunday. Um, so I'm excited. Disneyland for Christmas. It's going to be great. Very nice. I can't. Nice. I want to go to Disney. I'm going to Six Flags for Christmas. Noise in Texas. Six Ugh, Flags is fun. Not as great. Six Flags yeah. is great. Texas. I, li- I like Six Flags. Not as great. Never Texas. been, but I saw how they how it looks for Christmas, and I'm really excited. Oh, cool! Like uh, your boys will love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you, have you guys ever been to Bush Gardens? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> out in Virginia. It's really wet. <laughs> It's real marshy. Um, Stinks. Swamp. I mean, it's just so stupid. I'm I'm sorry I went there. Yeah. But Bush Gardens is actually uh, really cool. Um, It's Anheuser Busch. um, So they have uh, lots of beer. Um, but also it's like uh, multicultural. So there's like different, um, basically like different countries that you're visiting as you're walking through the park. Dude, it's like a drunken Epcot. Kind of. Yeah. It's actually (laughs) really, really cool. Uh, the roller coasters are pretty good. Um, when I was stationed out in Virginia, we, we got to go with as soldiers (laughs) and it was a good time, man. I had a good time out there, but like, I, I did like it better than, uh six flags did you like it better um, than the um strip club in salt lake called american bush i've never been to american bush but oh, you're awful, missing out what an awful name for a strip club oh dude when i was driving for uber i picked up a lot of people from american bush and <laughs> i picked up the people coming out of that strip club are the type of people that you would think come out of that oh, it of lives up to its name huh absolutely Jeez. it's pretty Cheese great and rice anyway sorry you said bush and i couldn't help myself so continue. no i i get it yeah mm-hmm. but let's yes yeah this episode is off the rails bush voice <laughs> virginia Jeez, guys <laughs> uh so yeah that's just been me uh popcorn troy yay Oh, okay then. Well, uh, so I've been listening to a new podcast. Um, it's inter- interesting enough that I kind of has to, I remember this happening back in the nineties. It's called Haleywood. You guys heard about this? Uh, no. So Bruce Willis basically bought the town of Haley, Idaho. 
and kind of made it his own little like personal Bruce Willis town. Um, it's actually really, really, uh, really interesting. Um, Isn't it right outside of like Sun Sunday or Sun Valley? Uh, yeah, yep, right outside, okay. uh, like like fifteen minutes south or whatever. Because I've like, been I've been to his restaurant in Sun Valley. Yeah, Scott Troy and I have an aunt that owns like half of Sun Valley. What what town does Harrison Ford own? I I don't know. I think he's in Montana, isn't he? I don't know. I Harrison he Ford. Yeah. Uh, so so Bruce Willis. Well, so Bruce it's Willis just, bought Haley, Idaho. It's really interesting because like Bruce Willis wanted the best of both worlds. He wanted like he wanted to have his privacy, but he still wanted to be revered as like this this public figure top a-list actor from the 90s you know what i mean like and i remember like everybody talking about it in, in boise where people were like oh yeah bruce willis is up in haley and basically owns the town he basically he he put a whole bunch of money in developing that place i mean of all of the places it's like just this small podunk town of haley idaho with five thousand you put a jazz club in there and just like all this is really weird stuff that he just he just did because he bought a mansion for demi moore's dolls like all this just crap that he just did because he could and um could build nakatomi tower and live there <laughs> <laughs> just it's, the roof it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting uh podcast um it's uh it, it's a little slow going. I, I kind of thought it would pick up a little bit more because they kind of like they tease things, they tease future episodes, they tease future aspects of the story and everything. And they talk about like how like he brought muscle into Haley, Haley, Idaho, like you bring muscle into to like boss people around and like muscle, you know, like just uh, what's it called? Intimidate people. And it's just like, it's just funny. Just some of the things you'd never think would happen. And it, you know, and it happened. And what's, what's this podcast called? Haley? It's called Haleywood. Yeah. So Bruce Willis, basically it's an interesting story for sure, but that's what I've been up to is I've been listening to, to Haleywood. Interesting. Yeah. Where'd you hear about that from? Um, it was an ad. I was listening to, uh, I was listening to the radio actually. I think I was just listening to a sports radio and they just were like, they had an ad for a podcast and one of them was about Haleywood. And I was like, I remember that. I remember when, when Bruce Willis lived or maybe he still does, but when, when the whole, it was in the nineties, late mid late nineties, whatever he was, he was uh, all the talk about about up there. So interesting. He had he he bought a um, he bought a theater in Haley, and he um, he completely re- redid it and everything, made it all fancy. And then he had the premiere of Twelve Monkeys in Haley, Idaho. Like that's just that's just ridiculous. You had all these big actors and, and big so, big people coming to this premiere in a small <clears throat> podunk town in Idaho. It just it was really really funny. So this was a while ago. Then this isn't like recently. Yeah, but but like oh. the thing is, is like some uh, apparently apparently some went down and uh, um and enough and, to make a podcast about it. Yeah, uh, apparently some went down and the uh, residents of Haley would never talk about it. They would just be like, they just wouldn't and, until basically now. Now they're like a cult starting to talk about they're it. They're in a cult. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. If Bruce Willis was a cult leader, would you guys be surprised? No, 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 nope. no, no. Nope. I'd join. There you go. I <laughs> I don't I don't think you, I would be you surprised. Walk into the if cult, I, they're uh, like, "Welcome to the party, pal." <laughs> I would join. I would join just for that, Chris. <laughs> you have Welcome to walk to in with party, your hand pal. behind your back, and you're laughing. <laughs> part of the uh, part of the initiation is you got to take your shoes off and make fists with your bare toes on the carpet. Right? Does it sound yes. like I'm ordering an effing pizza? <laughs> So, 
so one story about what, what he did in Haley, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of, of what kind of went down there. So Bruce Willis <clears> was in the uh, 12th, 4th of July parade. He was riding a horse as a cowboy in the 4th of July parade in, in Haley, Haley. And then they took a picture of him and printed it in the newspaper. Right. And he got mad at the newspaper paper for printing a picture of him. And so he like asked them to take it down. He told them, you know, threatened him, whatever. And they were like, no, this is freedom of the press, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so he bought the building that the newspaper was in and kicked them out. out. Oh my goodness. Dude, that's the kind of stuff that's happening in like Riverdale. That's like Michael Jordan level petty. Oh yeah. So petty. Invite your high school coach, invite your high school coach to your hall of fame induction. Just so you can say, suck it bitch because you because you <laughs> cut me yeah. yeah troy could you do me a favor real quick uh could you say haley idaho one more time <laughs> haley idaho thank you there's thank a you. lot of celebrities that hey, have Reese, moved to idaho you say succession one more time <laughs> succession <laughs> isn't, isn't there a few so doesn't aaron paul live in idaho and uh, so Aaron Paul grew up in Boise. Uh, he actually went to a, yeah. a, a high school not far from the. He high has school. a forehead like, for it. He does. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, those potato heads! Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great. Potato. I'm a potato. No, um, there's a football coach used to coach the Colts. I think he lives in Idaho. There's, um, yeah, there's some. There's a bunch of celebrities that that i've heard i mean so three that i've heard of that live in idaho <laughs> but i mean I, parts of idaho, oh, yeah. um yeah rob is, uh what's his name rob schneider lives in idaho does he, he really he, he hires mexican workers to shower together oh, isn't that a family guy what? joke? Yeah, is this, a, family is, guy joke. Is, is this a joke? Okay, this is a joke that not all of us are That's in like, on. What is going on right now? <laughs> a family guy, they want to start rumors about celebrities and see if it takes off. And like that one took off for some reason. <laughs> he so like, hires, is that serious? Is that like, why would they say that? It's really specific. <laughs> to choke him in the shower, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he hires like male Mexican workers to shower together and then like chokes them. <laughs> like makes them fight. <laughs> Uh, and then when they escape, like, where's Mr. Schneider? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you know that Rob Schneider's daughter, daughter? is yeah. L. King? Yeah. That's wild. I think it's crazy, dude. He's yeah, he's dude. doing stand-up here at Wise Guys, too, and I kind of want to go. Oh, hell yeah. yeah I bet I he's go. probably really good. He's hilarious. We were His actually, Netflix special was done here. Well, we were, we were actually considering going to Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Uh, but it's the night it's the night we get back from Disneyland. And I was like, Oh yeah, maybe, not gonna maybe, work. maybe not. I'm going to be exhausted. So I don't think we'll go to Jim Gaffigan, but I am a little bit sad about that. Popcorn Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Jake forgot we were recording. He was looking up tickets. Jim Gaffigan. I was, <laughs> I was, I was looking up who L King is. Um, he sings X's and O's. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't help. But Here, um think. X's <laughs> and O's. What? X's and that, O's they X's haunt me. and O's. Was that uh Cartman doing X's and O's? <laughs> X's. 
<laughs> Dude, she she looks like Rob Schneider a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I picked up on when I uh, typed her name into IMDb. Um, anywho, so today we were um, thinking about we were talking about um, Ridley Scott made a couple comments recently. He made a show. He made he made a movie called The Last Duel, which only Reese has seen out of the five of us, which is enough uh, to go on enough to go on <laughs> it's enough to do an entire podcast about, <laughs> uh, but it was a flop. It was a massive flop. Nobody went and saw it. Nobody, it, people who did see it hated oh, it. Massive flop. Uh, they didn't like it. And then Ridley Scott came out and I don't have the exact quote in front of me right now, but the basic gist of it is that he said uh, it's because uh, young people nowadays don't have the attention span for it and for theater or film or cinema or whatever, uh, use some pretentious. He, word he like probably that. said cinema. Yeah. Uh, and he said, uh, cell phones are, uh, I got, have ruined movies and I got okay, go ahead here. If you want, he said, I think what it boils down to what we've got today are the audiences who are brought up on these effing cell phones. The millennials do not ever want to be taught anything unless you are told it on your cell phone. But I think what we're dealing with right now with Facebook, there's a misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this last generation, I think. Uh, I have a few problems with what he said. Uh, The first one... He's describing Gen Z. He's not describing millennials. First one is... Everybody seems to like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever millennial was the, was the word you used in place of young person. Right. And so like three uh, but, years ago, <laughs> they, they, they said, Oh, millennials. And they meant young people. And they meant teenagers. Too. They, they say they meant teenagers and, and early twenties. Mm-hmm. That's because that was the generation. Millennials were teenagers and young twenties. 10 15 years ago now and and but but as millennials have gotten older um they are still people are still using the word millennial to mean young people which technically us we are millennials we're the 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 older generation of millennials um but we're all mid-30s i think scott is the youngest of us at 33 yeah right so Uh, uh, 26 when you, okay. Most spent 26 year old I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) I can't remember what movie that was from, but it was definitely not my joke. Um, anyway. Yeah. So I guess anyway, uh, millennials are no longer young people. Millennials are now late twenties to mid thirties. But we do say like adulting when we buy car insurance, (laughs) but but when he says like millennials can't keep their attention, it's like you're talking about people in their 30s now, and that is just patently false. You're it is untrue what you're saying. You're just trying to use a a word that you think is going to help your case. I I, I don't know. It, so it, what are the what's the negativity around the movie of the people that did see it? Like I. I I'm I'm trying to wonder. I'm trying to know what. Well, you're the only one think. of us that has seen it, Reese. So let's hear your. So, I mean, I can tell you, my like. So first of all, I watched it today. 
in mm-hmm. preparation for this because I'm committed. Uh, <laughs> this is the guy who hasn't Me been here too. for three years. That, that makes uh, one of us. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> um, that is funny. But about. um, so I um I didn't want to see it. I had no interest in watching it simply because I'm sorry, you put Ben Affleck in a medieval period piece with like bleached hair and a bleached goatee. No, thank Wait, you. Is that really why you didn't want to see it? Yes, because I literally saw a period piece set in France in the medieval times with Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. And I'm like, are you why? sure it was Ben Affleck and not Matthew Lillard? <laughs> it's are you talking about Shaggy? It does yeah. look a little bit like Matthew Lillard. He, he looked Ben. Yeah. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "What is Shaggy from Scooby Doo doing in ancient France? What is happening right now? Yeah. This is Kinda the weirdest like looking." Sh- too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's exactly why I didn't want to see it. it. It just looked it it looked like oh I don't want to watch that. That looks ridiculous because. When you're making, I mean, you don't movies. think that Ben Affleck's like proven himself lately? Like, like no, I, think he's, I don't think he's no, 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 no. Not, not as a not as a period. Not, yeah, not you're, period you're, you're 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 taking my my take and you're making it into a. I don't like Ben Affleck. I really like Ben Affleck. But what's but wrong I don't with want him to being a period piece? Because it's a period piece set in France, and I like. I don't. I don't get it. Do, Nobody do, likes hey, the French. Let me finish oh, my. Take. He gets in the, Hey, I'm going to have it. Okay. So, Listen, I packed my car and have it yet, all right? Wasn't your fault. What, what was the worst thing, in my opinion, the worst thing about the movie Troy uh, was not the name Troy. Um, Great. But, Troy, what are you drawing? Um, <laughs> but it was... Uh, I'm writing notes. It was the fact that every single person in that movie has a an accent except for um, Brad Pitt. And he's trying to do one and it's awful. And anytime you see these period pieces and they have these, the face, right? These, these actors that are just handsome actors, um, they don't do accents very well. Uh, I also saw Matt Damon in a ancient Chinese period piece, the great wall. It was awful. <laughs> and he was awful. And he's a terrific actor. He, but- he looks at a place like legit. He just, Yes. And, yeah, and Chinese and, company made that too. Like they hired him. Everyone super, was like crapping on Hollywood for that. That was not Hollywood. Super, super weird. And so I have these things in the back of my head. So when I see that, I'm drawn to. I think about those movies that Tom, I Tom Cruise. For. However, he can pull it off. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Last Samurai. <laughs> Actually, Last Samurai is amazing. I love that movie. Um, but that's that's kind of what I was thinking. That's why I didn't really want to see it. But having seen it, it was a it was a good movie. Yeah, it was really, really, really well made. Um, I just with I don't want to spoil too much if anybody is going to see it, but it's set up in three chapters and each chapter is the same series of events from the perspective of one of the involved characters. And since it is from the perspective of one of the involved characters, there's more that the other characters are not involved in or less than. Right. Mm. And it was really, really cool. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that the set pieces were terrific. I thought the performances were actually really good. And strangely enough, Ben Affleck was not bad. <laughs> um, it was interesting, however, that they didn't even try 
to like have any kind of accent at all. Like nobody went for an accent except for the one person who is a British person. She tried to go for an American accent, which was kind of weird. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. Jody Comer or whatever her name is. Uh, she's the mom in succession. Hey, back to succession. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was super, super weird. Uh, her accent was really weird, um, but it was, it was a good it was a good movie. It was incredibly rapey. Hmm. And yeah. and that's why I was thinking maybe people didn't like it. I'm guessing that's it. But it's a, it's it's based on a true event. So it's not like it's not like Ridley Scott is coming out here trying to make a a statement about oh rape is okay. <laughs> right? That, that's not what it was. Let's just let's just quote Reese where he said uh, it was a good movie. It was really rapey. <laughs> just just that. Just leave it and, the, and then cut the out the middle line. part and and then go straight to It rape was really okay. good. Ellipses. Was okay. Dot dot dot. Super yeah. rapey. <laughs> so the um, clock behind him that changes like minutes like <laughs> <laughs> So um I'm reading some of these critic reviews of the movie. Me too. And the Mike or Mick LaSalle from the San Francisco Chronicle uh, wrote a sentence that makes me want to punch him in the face, but he says the last duel directed by Ridley Scott gives us the texture of life in 14th century France. So much so that we feel that we are there in this place uh, that's desperate and foreign yet human and familiar. Um, that's just word soup. And then yeah. New York post said degreasing a stove is more enjoyable way to spend your saturday night <laughs> <laughs> so uh the critics are all over the place on this because <laughs> well, like here's something too is that like you asked what what's everyone issue with it i don't think anybody has an issue with it like like the re, the audience score is high and the critical score is high it's just that nobody saw it it made 17 million dollars i honestly total. think um wow. to to ridley's point I think I think it might be just be a genre thing where people aren't that into period pieces right now that aren't magic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Where's the dragons? I was promised. I can tell you why I didn't want to see it. I I watched it and it looked like it was going to be preachy and it looked like it was taking itself way too seriously. I agree with that. Yeah. And when I saw when and because I, I I saw the cast. And I was like, oh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver. I love all three of those guys. I think I should probably watch this movie. Like they're dressing up as knights and fighting, fighting duels with like, that's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to love that. And, and then the fighting was freaking dope too. Like, and then I, and then I watched brutal, the trailer yeah. and by the end of the trailer, I was like, nah, I don't want to watch any of this. And Matt Damon or Ben Affleck looks like a, a, a doofus in it. And then Matt Damon was trying to do an accent, which was weird. And then it, but it wasn't an accent, which is the weird thing. It was like when you're pretending to be fancy, that's what it was. It's, oh, when, you, okay. it's when you say things. So like, you're doing like a rich person accent. Oh, yes. My plutonium. Like it's <laughs> not an accent. You're just trying to sound sophisticated. And that's okay. kind of what they did. And it was kind of jarring at first, but then it was fine. But like speaking, sorry, speaking of the action, there's literally a part where like Matt Damon is kind of down on the ground and he's the guy raises up his axe to bring it down on him. Matt Damon jams a sword up like into his neck, up into his head, and it kind of gets stuck. And so he stands up and grabs him by the shoulders and slams him down onto the ground. So the sword goes all the way through. Ugh. It was rad. Like the so fighting Adam it was actually dies, really cool. guys. 
No, that's not it. Well, that's not that wasn't Adam Driver. It was just oh, a, it was a random. Different... It was just a random person in a battle in a battle scene. I um, I wanted to see it. I remember thinking I wanted to see it, and seeing Ridley Scott's comments too. At first, I, my reaction was like, "What a dick!" But then, like, if if you were to take Millennial and just change the to Gen Z, all five of us would be like. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like probably. I I think he he kind of has a point where he's like well, he's he's not a very good salesman. I'll just say that. I mean, but he's an amazing filmmaker. Yeah. And like we we all like his he movies. Is. <clears throat> but but if you're trying to get people to watch your movie by insulting them, that's not But I think it's it. it's too late. Like it's already you can buy it now. Yeah, I did. But he, he said uh People don't want to be taught anything unless it's on their cell phones, right? And but that's kind of me. Like I don't want to be preached to in the theater. I want if I'm going to learn something, but so I do learn. I do learn news on my cell phone. He's not wrong. Yeah, I learn from the meme accounts on Instagram. You're right. Exactly. He's also not wrong because yeah. I am also a millennial that did not watch his movie. So um, he also so there's there's a misdirection where people are on their cell phones are getting the wrong kind of confidence from their cell phones, and I think that's a good point. People are getting the wrong kind of confidence these days from fake news on their cell phones. Okay, but I don't. But I, 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 I also am not a fan of people trying to blame their failure on. The, the the audience that yeah I, I fail to see how, how how that point which is sure we, we the, the, an argument can be made I fail fail to see how that translates to less views of his particular movie yeah it, it's interesting because I I would actually sit here right now and tell you guys yeah you should, go, you should watch that movie it was really good performances and it was an interesting story especially considering it's true and thinking about some of the things that went on in the 1500s or whatever this was maybe when it hits maybe when it hits clean flicks i'll I'll see it (laughs) (laughs) i mean listen he's a great director and he makes great movies but that doesn't mean that every movie he makes is great no not at all right he made uh the martian i love the martian i love awful prometheus exodus was terrible robin hood was a oh it was a a giant steaming pile of garbage. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't going to go that far, but oh no, I, it was so bad. I did not. I didn't like Robin Hood. He literally. Thought, it felt like he literally said, "Hey, let's take this story that everybody loves. Everybody loves the story of Robin Hood, and you know what? Let's just like tell you the real story, which is terrible. <laughs> I, let's yeah, just change I, it because it the real story sucks. So I want to tell that story." Right. But like his, so he, he does make great movies. Like, I mean, some all time, like greatest of all time, like gladiator is one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Um, Alien announced (laughs) alien, another excellent, excellent movie. Um, You, you have some of his, some black Hawk down. I mean, you can just go down the list and name he, he's, he's, had some of the greatest movies, but he's also had some stinkers. And so, but the way he's talking, it sounds like he's saying, listen, I'm really Scott. Okay. I make, I, I gold. So the only reason this movie flopped is not because my movie wasn't Mm -hmm. the best movie. It's because 
cell phones and I'm going to make up an excuse because I want the a studio to buy my next project or yeah. whatever. Right. It is interesting though, because like, uh, what, what, why isn't it being seen? That's, I think that's the question that I, I genuinely want to know. Cause I, I really think it was a good movie. Right. Um, and well, and, and sometimes movies are sleepers. So like, like the, um, Maybe the the trailer was bad because Jake and I. It seems like we got the same vibe from the trailer. That uh, was just that's like, kind of what I took felt. itself too seriously. So I think it's, it it could be a marketing fail. Yeah, and 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 that happens. Like sucks, but especially when you're the director and you don't have much control over marketing. So it's like, yeah. sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a period piece and if you're gonna make a movie that typically people wouldn't really want to see anyway, you're gonna have to market the hell out of it. So if the marketing mm-hmm. sucks, it, then, right? Yeah, you're not, you're not gonna want to watch it. And then to Jake's point, like if you're going to sit there and blame or or just even point any type of finger at the the lack of success of your project, your film, your anything on the audience, then you're kind of missing the point in the yeah, sense that I like, agree with that. you know, like, like, yeah, well, I'm sure it was a great movie. I'm sure there was a lot of good, a lot of great things about it and, and everything, but blaming the audience is never going to get you anywhere. You well, know? And especially if you have like, Oh, sorry, Troy. Well, I was going to say, especially if you're, if you're um, blaming a large demographic of people, if you're going to take an mm-hmm. entire generation, even if he was, even if he should have said uh, Gen Z instead of millennials or whatever, if you're going to take a large group of people and say, well, the reason why my movie flopped or the reason why this particular thing was unsuccessful was because we have a group of people who are not cultured or this or that or the other, you're just, you're just, you're just digging yourself a hole. Right. Yeah. Like, it, and I think that the, I mean, I, I'm, I've fallen victim to the, the uh, pitfalls of, of faulty marketing. Um, oh yeah. Like, like the, the gosh, I think, Ma- I think we Magic had a podcast Mike? about it. Did anybody see Magic Mike? No, no. I thought it was a comedy. I genuinely based off of the previews, I was like, Oh, it's a, it's a comedy. And I, I watched it. It was absolutely not a comedy. And I felt sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought it was going to be a hilarious comedy about male strippers. And it was not that. So I kind of want to take the conversation. I think maybe where Chris was trying to go with it. Um, so. Oh yeah. I'm back. We, Live TV we, folks. Uh, <laughs> we, we realized that it was, it was bad marketing and it was a, and he shouldn't have said that, but do um, cell phones, modern technology, has it changed how we uh, watch movies? How we consume? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I, the, I the consumption part, sure. How it's consumed, that's definitely changed. But like, has it changed our tolerances, our preferences? It has. I I even find myself sometimes where I'll I'll turn something on that maybe I've never seen before, and I have an interest in seeing it. And if I'm not immediately grabbed by it, like uh-huh. I, my phone is out, my phone is out, and I'm doing before something you else. even know it, right? Yep. Before I dude, even know dude, it, my phone, my wife and I cut scenes and video games and I'm yeah. like, what the hell am I doing? My, yeah. my wife and I have started making a concerted effort to like put our phones in the <clears throat> other room when we put a movie on because like, I, sorry, go ahead. No, it, it, just, just what we were talking about, just because it, it, it ruins the experience. <laughs> I, just- I know I have a problem. Like, I, I got a haircut today and they, they shaved my face. And they put the hot towel on my face, you know, like over my eyes. 
And I was, I remember thinking like, oh, dude, this is boring. I wish I could look at my phone right now. <laughs> and it was like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's not just that, but it's also like the fact that to answer Scott's question of whether it's a, I, I, I'm going to misquote your question, but whether it's a problem or whether it's changed or everything. I mean, it reminds me of when I went to the theater and you see an ad for a James Bond movie and they're like, this movie is meant to be seen on this screen, not this screen. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't yeah. see me, but like the, you know, it shows a small screen and then, it, but you have to, you do have to understand that like, I mean, I remember talking about 10, 15 years ago, I remember video seeing videos on Facebook about being like, Hey, uh, just so you remember, like the way you shoot a video is horizontal, not vertical. And now, now media is delivered either square or vertical, vertical. You're you're supposed to like Mm -hmm. it's, it, things have, things have changed in the way that we consume it and the way that we see it. And so, yeah, absolutely. Like, and then of course, to your guys' point, the, uh, the fact that it can be a distraction, the fact that you can it, just, it, does, w- it doesn't capture your interest. You pull out your phone, you know, like, I was also thinking about this. I was actually thinking about this today. Um, how my kids see vi- uh, movies c- compared to my childhood mm-hmm. where we had, phys- we only had physical VHS tapes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you only had the maybe 30, 40 movies that you had in your house to watch. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you literally couldn't watch another movie unless you went and rented it or borrowed it or something. Um, on Fridays, but so, so you'd watch the same movies a lot, right? So mm-hmm. we, we'd constantly be like cycling through movies, and now you have the entire world to watch. Mm-hmm. And my kids still cycle movies; they still watch the same ones over and over. Which, but um, but I was just thinking about how that's how that's changed how I see movies, where it's like it's not as much of an event. Like Jake, you're talking about putting your phone away when you put on a movie, making it like a a sit down thing, you know. Now it's just like you pop it on. It's background and, noise. Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. and also also to mention marketing along with that, I, I was actually, uh, Scott, kind of like you were thinking about the way that that movies are consumed and the, and the, the way that we watch them and everything. I was thinking about advertising and going along the, the lines of marketing and how like when we would watch TV, that was how we would see the commercials for the new toys. You know, the new, the new next thing was when we were watching Saturday morning cartoons and then they'd be like, Hey, go tell your parents to go buy this toy. Right. And I remember like, I was asking um, my kids, you know, what they want for Christmas and stuff. And they were like, Oh, I want this, this, and this, and this, this, I saw a commercial for this and it looked or an ad or whatever. And it, and it looked so cool and everything. I was like, where are you watching these ads? And I realized that, that, uh, they, Instagram. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's just like YouTube or, 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 or even oh, yeah, or Facebook where every, everything is like, has these, has ads, you know, in front of them now. And so it's like, even the way that we are advertised to has changed drastically. Um, and you know, something to consider there as well. I think, I don't know. My, my kids were watching live TV recently and a commercial came on and I got a hint of nostalgia. <laughs> Over kids <laughs> commercial. My, my kids, the like first time they saw the commercials, they were like, What's what's that? Is this the show? Like, no, <laughs> it's funny. Fast show. forward this, Dad. You, what's going can you, on? Can you uh, skip? Trisha told me the other day that uh a commercial came on <laughs> and what and I think one of my kids, uh, four-year-old Alice was like, Oh, dad hates commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so pay that much a month to watch an ad. It was it was like a novelty that a commercial came on, so she remembered me. That's fine. It, yeah. And it's interesting with that with that movie doing so poorly. You know, you look at the movies that are doing well. You know, like James Bond, Way King. Look at that. You're fitting in already. James James Ooh. Bond. I just I actually just saw it today. That movie is three hours long. 
or two hours and 45 minutes. It's a long, long movie. So with previews, it was three hours and 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. It's a long, it's a long movie. Um, That's a lot of hours of teeth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it was in the Caribbean Bad food, uh, or worse weather, Norway or Japan or it's all over the place. Yeah. There's not a ton. all over the world. Uh, international man of mystery. So secret agent, uh, man. Uh, I thought that was all awesome powers. <laughs> They're the same. Uh, yeah. What's the difference? I thought they were um, cousins. Um, <laughs> bad joke. Uh, that, was, that was a really bad joke. <laughs> but that, that, that movie I'm sure I, now I haven't seen the last duel, so I can't really speak to its pacing, but James Bond was, is not a slow paced movie, no. not even a little bit, which even is crazy to think that, that's, that's the crazy part to think about that, how much content there has to be in a movie to be three hours long. And that type of pace, I was glued to it the whole time, the entire time. Yes. It, uh, it was, time. it was probably of the Daniel Craig movies. I'm trying not to have, let What's it be this movie called again. Bias. Uh, no time to die. Yeah, it it no might to be die my hard. favorite. <laughs> it might be my favorite of the no time to die another day. Bond. No, no time to die hard. It was shot, shot in Haley, Idaho. Oh, um, <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. That's it. I'm... <laughs> um, speaking of brutality, there was the some of the fighting in that movie has some <clears throat> brutal. Mm -hmm. uh moments in it where uh i kind of had to pinch my butt cheeks and go oh god what the like walking out of my chair without my feet like it was it was a there was there was some brutal stuff in that movie was it like Um, the the torture scene in the casino royale no No. nothing nothing was nothing nothing uh gets close to tickling that 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 was a uh funny how you call that a tickle tickle. i think that's (laughs) Uh, have you not seen the movie he yes, literally says little, that i think he says i've got an itch down there says the Which whole world's gonna know you died tickling my balls oh that's true um, right 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 okay i think or does he you say don't know scratching what I can do my no tickle he said tickle uh, hmm. for the sake of I, jake's joke it was tickle damn it i literally watched the movie a couple weeks ago okay I okay know what the we kind of believe you <laughs> <laughs> uh Never mind. Go. Okay. Anyway, I thought the movie was great. I I was I was glued to it. Like I was glued to it the entire time. So I was Rami. Um, Rami Malek is incredible. The the guy can One do no favorites. wrong. He's, he he can do no wrong at this point. Uh, he would play a bad role. He could do something bad, and I would be like, eh, I'll talk myself into liking it. Like I just love Rami Malek. He's incredible. But like the the whole cast in this movie, like Leah Seydoux is. Always awesome. I love Leah Sedu and everything she does. Um, uh, Daniel Craig, obviously. Uh, the new 007 um, was good. I didn't think I was going to like her, uh, but that but that was totally based on the fact that she was in uh, that Mar that you know Captain Marvel, and I didn't like Captain Marvel, but I actually really oh, liked. Is that her. who it is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like her, and then I watched it and I was like, oh no, I love her. I think she's great. Um, Anna de Armas, I heard she was really good. Oh, too. dude, Anna de Armas was in it for it was all like of one of my favorite parts of the movie. It, yeah, it was great, and she it was all she was only in it for like 
five minutes, maybe seven Shut minutes. Up. Are you serious? They advertise yeah. her so heavily. Yeah. In that, no, in that she, dress. That mm. I, I, my, my yeah. wife and I looked at each other and was like, what is she wearing? Because yeah. I need to see her in that all the time. Yeah. Super, <laughs> was, super, super short stay in the, in the movie. And I, I just wanted more ass, of her. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> for those of you listening at home i just sent the video clip from youtube from the casino royale scene where he says the whole world's gonna know you died scratching my balls i am an ass <laughs> you're so funny <laughs> this was a huge mistake <laughs> i can't believe you've done this <laughs> um anyway uh I love uh, I love the 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 Daniel Craig James Bond movies. I know that uh, there are some here that do not like them, but there's there's um, two like I don't one. like. Yeah, yeah, that that counts as not liking them, Chris. <laughs> there's five of them, uh, oh, so if you do, if you like one you of five, math, yeah. that means you don't like them. Um, but I love them. The Quantum of Solace was a bit hard to follow. Uh, that one was a bit complicated, um, but. Sucked. I loved Spectre. Oh, I hated it. I adored Spectre. Um, dude, you've again, Christoph Waltz, he he's Rami Malik level there. I will convince myself to like any character he plays. I Even in the Christoph. Green, Green Hornet. Hornet. Yeah. Yes. Chris, high five over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christoph Waltz. He's awesome. Um nice, nice notes, Troy. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Uh, you got to share? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, that is the uh, James Bond is the highest grossing film of the year. Makes so sense. Far. It was amazing. Right. But so what, what other movies is it going up against this year? So the highest grossing movie right now is a Chinese movie. It's made oh, $895 million. The second you're, one. You're talking global right 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 global global james bond is the highest grossing movie the second one is another chinese movie called hi mom so no time to die is the the biggest international released movie um this year and it's, it's no time to die second is fast and the furious nine but and uh, uh no time to die has made 30 million more than than f9 so it just passed it and it's been out for a little less, right? I, yeah. I still haven't seen F9. I heard it was awful. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't nearly as good as like when Paul Walker was around, but it's like, yeah, it's like some of the stunts they did are really breathtaking. You know, I haven't seen a Fast and the Furious movie since we did that episode with Jenny. That's I'm I haven't so seen you've it. seen, but you've seen all of them except for nine then. Uh, because last I, time we did that, Fast and the Furious eight was out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I Hobbs and Shaw or whatever. I, I didn't see that one. I, I didn't seen watch it. Hobbs and Shaw. I didn't watch F9. I watched Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I saw it too. Uh, I, Ryan Reynolds is in it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is funny. <clears throat> um, but do, so domestically, No Time to Die is sixth place. It's all, it's made 158 million mm-hmm. worldwide. It's made 756. So that Dang. means it's made 600 million. Um foreign like foreign gross oh, that's wild that's crazy so it didn't light the world on fire here huh. let's see 
So domestically, yeah, uh, Shang Chi is the number one mm-hmm. domestically. Yeah, I really like that one. Mm. And so uh, domestically, Shang Chi, Venom, Black Widow, Fast Final uh, Final Fantasy, Fast and Furious <laughs> Nine, Five is a Quiet Place Two, Six is No Time to Die, Seven is Eternals. Eight is free guy. Oh, interesting. The Eternals is right after No Time to Die. Yeah. Domestically. Uh-huh. Dang. Eternals is like wow. Because worldwide, uh, Eternals is a flop. Yeah. It's made less than Dune. It's made less than Godzilla versus Kong. It was, it was, and Eternals was supposed to be their tent pole. That's like Eternals that was, was expensive too. Yeah. Oh, you can no. visually when you watch it. Yeah, it was an expensive movie. I thought the movie itself looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, it was just stunning. Um, everything else about it was really aggressively, like, hardcore. Meh. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my brother Jeff about uh, about Eternals, and I was, like, talking about the reasons why I didn't like it. And then I was talking about the reasons <clears throat> why I did like it. And here's my question to, I'm going to pose for you guys. Would Eternals have been a better movie if it wasn't a Marvel movie? No. I think I think it got the rub from Marvel, just knowing that it was all part of that same, like, universe. The mm-hmm. same... You know, so like they, they got the Marvel rub for sure. But see, my my thing is my what, what I'm what I'm getting at is the story behind Eternals, you know, like you have this alien race or whatever you want to call them that comes to protect humans and blah 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 from the deviants or whatever they're called. And then like all of these all of these things, and then they they <laughs> deviants is yeah, Loki sexual deviants <laughs> from Loki. No, those are variants. <laughs> variants. Okay, variants. never mind. Sorry. Was they're, I right? Because I can't remember. It was. It, it no, is you're, you're correct. It is, yeah, they're very okay. 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 From Loki. <laughs> I, oh, I, sorry. I, sorry. No, no. That was my mistake. What's sorry. funny is when I said it, I thought I was wrong, but I just kept going with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like that aspect of like uh, how um, like just aliens have been uh, uh, influencing uh, humans and all that stuff is just like it's a really fascinating story and all that aspect of it about how they've always been here and they've always you know all that, but then when in my opinion when you once you throw in the aspect of marvel and the avengers and thanos and all these all that other aspect i'm like i i wonder if that's the reason why i didn't like it because the way i don't I, the reason my biggest reason why i didn't like eternals is i didn't first of all it was a long ass moviness and it really wasn't that great of a movie the pacing was off whatever but ultimately i didn't like how it fit in with marvel phase four so if my, my, what I'm trying to say is that if the, the argument with Eternals, if it has to do with Marvel, then would it have been a better movie if it wasn't a Marvel movie? I, I don't know. That's, that's a standalone. Just kind of, just kind of throwing that out there. Just as part I, of a discussion. Well, it made the money it did because of Marvel. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, but that, but money doesn't make a good movie. So my, my, I would basically just to, to think about that. I would think about, I would ask Jake a question. Jake is the one of us that uh, has a degree in film. And, hey, he's right here. So just ask him. Yeah. So Jake, when you're telling a story and you have main characters, how many main characters should you have when you, when you're introducing them all in one movie? I mean, it depends on the movie, right? Like, there was a whole genre of of movies that was launched because of um, what was the what was the what was the it was a Christmas movie where they had like 
12 main characters. Like, on, ensemble love actually. The ensemble, love actually. Oh, oh. So right. like you you can you can make it work. Um yeah. Now love actually is really the only one that's any anything well. worth watching. Well, and they um, actually separate every every character mm-hmm. and then bring them in together at the end rather right. than just here they all are. Right. And and then you've got um things like snatch and lock stock and two smoking mm-hmm. barrels so pulp fiction's another one where you can hit so it's possible you, it can be done uh it is incredibly difficult to write and then uh and then once you've got it shot then you've got to edit it together and that's even harder so yeah you notice um, the the ones that have that have done it a lot it's the same writer that does it mm-hmm. or the or the like because they're good at that and, and yeah, so if you're not good at it then then pr- Probably don't the, attempt it. It's it's I think a the high director of Eternals has a big head because she's made two movies ever and one of them won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. So there was there was an ego going into this. And yeah, Marvel a, was salivating over the fact that they could get her to make a movie. The well, problem with it, and and the problem with that specific what you're talking about, Reese, specifically, is that it's a high risk okay return reward. Uh, like, is is the is the end product that much better than everything else out there? Uh, compared to the risk that you're taking by 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 having that many main characters, and and the answer is no. the 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 reward is not really that much better because you know I brought up Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and but those movies. Uh, definitely had a main character, right? Uh, and that, but it followed storylines. Um, but yeah, so when you when you take that big of a risk, and then you, you your reward is Love Actually, it's like yeah, Love Actually is a good movie. It's a it's a it's a perfectly fine good movie that people like watching. Uh, but it's like, is it that much better than any other Christmas movie out there? Cause it definitely doesn't even break my top 10 of Christmas movies. So, yeah, it just felt really unearned everything about it. There was mm-hmm. two, there were too many characters. Um, and you didn't, have, and I think they were cool characters, but you just didn't have enough time to actually develop any sense of, uh, care for the characters um, kind of i kind of want to expand on that a little bit and i and i'm hesitate to bring up uh justice league um because that's the other movie i can think of where you introduce not introduce but you bring up you have a lot of main characters and some mm-hmm. of them you're introducing for the first time uh flash cyborg right um and interestingly enough we have uh for the same movie a, an example of how they did it wrong right with the the theatrical version and then also the, how they did it i think how they did it right which was the snyder cut but that movie was just friggin' four hours long right so mm-hmm. so then to kind of what you're what you're saying reese is like you're introducing a uh you're introducing a bunch of heroes right from the beginning and you're you know yeah and people are complaining that's a long movie but ultimately you just don't care because yeah you know i also when when the whole movie when it feels like every other scene is just pure exposition mm-hmm. you just felt like it was very poor storytelling i mean it's boring yeah it's boring when there's that when there's so much exposition in a movie and it's just like oh and this is why this is happening and this is why and if this happens then that's going to happen and then eventually you're like uh, stop 
telling I you. Don't, Just I don't me. know that I've ever seen a movie with as much exposition as the Eternals had. Well, and by the time they showed oh. how Ajax died, I didn't even care anymore. I just knew she yeah. died. I don't care either. And I don't know who she is. <laughs> well, there you go. That makes so sense. I was looking, the budget was over 200 million. They, they haven't wow. said, but it's over 200 million. So it's crazy. The fact, so if anyone, if you know anything about filmmaking, you know, that with, releasing your movie advertising your movie you have to make double to break even triple for it to be profitable that's how, how much, like sorry go ahead how much was did titanic cost to make to make yeah let me check because something, something tells me that it was like 20 million back then i don't know and, 200 million okay because i remember it being that's like expensive movie for like 97 that's yeah. crazy yeah so it anyway, had a, Eternals it had made, two point two billion in the box office. So yeah. and, and adjusted for inflation, it's like even higher. Crazy. Wow. That's wild. James so Cameron. Eternals made three hundred and sixty-eight million worldwide, and that's the domestic is really where the money's at because it's like one to one worldwide. Yeah. There's different kind of currencies that go into play, and then the governments like, keep some and right. tax and like yeah. China, they they keep so much, yeah. but. Uh, so that means it's a flop. It didn't mm-hmm. make enough to make they they lost money on Eternals, mm-hmm. which means you're Dang. probably not going to get another Eternals movie. Uh, and maybe they're they're going to be stubborn about it. I don't know because there's there's a few factors like COVID still a factor. Obviously, like like our movies are not like I don't think a billion dollar movie is going to happen for a long time. Maybe maybe yeah. Spider Man will be a billion dollar movie. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but- yeah, and you look at uh, let's see, No Time to Die was a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget, and domestic that's made one hundred and fifty eight million, so it hasn't even mm-hmm. made back international oh. worldwide. It's like okay. seven hundred and fifty six million, but so I mean, even if you take two hundred and fifty million off of that seven hundred and fifty, that's still five hundred million, which is double the. The budget, which is so you're breaking even, you're breaking even, and it's still in the theaters, and so it that's, it was a success. That's wild to me because James Bond was, in my opinion, it was a masterpiece. I thought it was amazingly well done, and Eternals was not that, and they're almost the exact same budget and almost the exact same money earned domestically. That's I mean, like, that's crazy. I think to me. I think that the U.S audience right now is just so fickle like to almost go full circle to bring it back to like ridley scott if you're not adapting a comic book or you're not like a well-known director it doesn't matter who's in your movie it's not gonna make money honestly i think comic books are on their way out yeah but but then look at our top 10 this year like shang chi no no one's ever heard of shang chi they've heard of marvel yeah yeah yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that, I, and I guess this might be me projecting my feelings uh, out there, but I mean, I'm getting such bad comic book like fatigue. fatigue. Well, well, I think I think Jake, you have a point that sure, if you compare it to like the movies, uh, like it's it's um, doing pretty well for this year, but if you compare it to like four or five years ago, comic book movies, mm-hmm. it's doing bad. So like. If yeah. you just compare it to other comic books, that's movies, true. You look I think at they are on their way out. Shang Chi made two hundred and twenty-four million domestically, yeah. and 
that's the number one movie this year is 224 million. Mm-hmm. When was the last, I mean, before COVID, I mean, right. the, the number one movie in a year was making a billion dollars, not a quarter of a that's billion wild. dollars. So you know it's a wild success story is uh, Sony pictures this year because they just had Ghostbusters come out. It's doing way better than they ever expected. But Venom, Venom is like a juggernaut. Two. Venom 2 Venom is, is better number... than Venom 1. And it's the number and 2 during COVID. gross right. of the year. Yeah, Venom 2 made so hmm. much money. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking over. I'm on the website on Box Office Mojo looking this stuff over. And I mean, Warner Brothers is killing it this year. But um, yeah, Sony, man. And uh, Ghostbusters is only going to grow because that just got released. Right? I think it's, I it's beating all that. predictions every. I've seen it twice now, and it's. Like I still need to see it. I'm be, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see it. It looks good, and I've yeah, heard. I, I have only heard good things about Ghostbusters, so I'm excited to see that one. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's interesting to see these movies, and because there was a time when just putting the word, the the letter or the, the numbers 007 or putting the words James Bond on a movie meant you were just going to print your own money. Right. Um, and, and I guess this gets back into the comic book thing we were talking about before. It used to be printing your own money, but it's not that way anymore. Thing that, and full circle again, like fickle, the, uh, the audiences are fickle now. And I think, uh, I think a lot of that, and this is just train of thought at this point, but I think a lot of that stems from it being COVID and people don't want to go out. And if you're going to go out, then you're going to be very, very choosy about the movie. You're going to see if you're right. going to, you know, it's COVID. So you're going to quote unquote, risk your life to go see a movie. I'm not going to risk my life to go see the last duel. Uh, I have to be much more choosy. And like today, I, I hadn't seen any of the movies today. I had to go see one. I, I, I was going to see one. And so I had to make a decision. And I was like, well, if I'm going to see one movie, I'm not going to see Eternals. I'm going to see James Bond because I'm going to see the one that's. Dude, and I, I think that, that's. Good reviews. Ex- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. I, I think that's um, just made even that much worse for those of us with kids is like, it, it it's hard enough to go to a movie during COVID, but to get a the babysitter or something like that. That doubles the price of going to a movie. Well, and then getting a babysitter during COVID, it, like good, good luck. It's not happening. Uh, my kid has the sniffles. You want to come over? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so the, really the, the fault lies directly with Gen Z. And that's my final answer. <laughs> well, final answer. but Scott comes on to another good point, which is that uh millennial, oh, we, we, God. Uh, um, and this is where we started the conversation is that millennials are now in their mid thirties, uh, or at least in their thirties or approaching their mid thirties and they have kids now and millennials, I think were the last generation to really be into going to theaters. I think, mm-hmm. I think the, the gener- starting with Gen Z and, and later generations, they're more more focused on how can I watch these movies 
I'm in my home. house. You're not wrong there because like, you know, if you want to go back to nostalgia and what we as a generation or as far as millennials remember, we remember when movies were, were an experience. And that's not to say that, you know, other movies aren't experiences like, you know, an end game, that kind of thing, you know, but like drive-in movies were a lot more popular when we were well, kids. Exactly. My I first, remember, yeah. Some of my first experiences with movies was theaters. Right. But, but, but it was definitely, it was definitely about the experience. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's changed a little bit, especially since, uh, with, you know, with 2020 and, and even movies in 2021 where, Oh yeah, this movie is going to be released in theaters, but it's also going to be streamed on HBO max or yeah. on this or that. You'll, or that. you'll never get people waiting in line for 24 hours to see Harry Potter or star Wars. Or, you never get yeah. that again. That'll I never mean, happen again. And even, even if it wasn't released on a streaming platform and most of the movies, I could still go on, on um, Amazon prime and pay 20 bucks just to watch it in my living room. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if, I don't know if that's the case with uh, no time to die or anything like, or, you know, are those movies like some of the more recent ones, but I remember movies that just came out maybe just a month or two ago, I can still go, you know, I could still go and watch in my, in my Oh, and we mentioned earlier, we mentioned everyone has that Plex account right? where I mean, no time to die is on the Plex account on my the the Plex account I have, so I could have watched yeah. that in my in my house. Uh, but I want I personally wanted to experience it on the screen, uh, on the big screen, and so. But there are other the the later generations um, that that's not a that's not a, a, yeah, a you want that important. Experience. It's yeah. not important to them that that. Yeah what's important to them is experiencing the is, is seeing the movie, not necessarily experiencing it the way that the. Did, uh, did anybody did. see the new suicide squad in theaters? Yes. Nope. I did not. I did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. That movie did worse than last duel in theaters. Did it? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was okay. It was, I, it, and I, I thought that, it was a good movie. It but was the fact that it was, it was simultaneously released on HBO max murdered the chances of it it. making any money Mm -hmm. and now and disney's in lawsuits with multiple actresses because of that Mm -hmm. so i it makes me sad to think that theaters might be going away uh because i mean but i think they just i don't know if they're going anywhere they they just had because of of us they had just such a spike in sales just the amount of money that that movies were making was just outrageous. And I, I think it's just kind of like the wave went way up here and now it's just way down. Like it's so it's ebbing and flowing. Out. Yeah. And like and, and so like even I know Scott brought up Gen Z earlier, but I, I work with a lot of young guys at my job and these guys grew up with Marvel. This is like their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's our Star Wars too, to be honest, because it's been going on since 2008. But uh Eternals was the first Marvel movie where every single person that I work with that I know like I'm okay with missing that. Mm-hmm. This is this is not must see. Interesting, uh, right? So like even the great Marvel with that's selling tickets still as like the top of the box office, they're declining. Yeah. So like right it's now, crazy. I, I'm predicting something like something is going to happen to just light the box office on fire again, because it always does. There's always going to be the next big thing. I don't think it's going to be Marvel. I don't think maybe it's the, the Fortnite movie or the uh, Minecraft, you know, there's it, something. 
Could it be Spider-Man? I, I honestly think it could be Spider-Man. They're, they're doing three more Spider-Mans now. Like well, Sony yeah. could Sony could take over as like the mega machine of of movie making now. But I mean, Venom, as far as Venom well, well, killed it. Well, I mean, killed it like re- respectively. I mean, I, I think if some of these movies that came out, if they were only released in theaters and we had some of that right. people going, I think it would been would have been a little different. I saw Venom. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was dumb. But, I liked it. <laughs> I, I laughed the entire time, dude. But when you're bringing back, when you're taking a, a Spider-Man movie with with the the nostalgic uh, characters, um, you know, you're you know that's a recipe for success, especially when you have Sony, which your point is uh, is you know, can do no wrong this year, but also mm-hmm. uh, you have Marvel on the, on that as well. And the MCU, the, one of the last little ties to the, uh, the Tony Stark, you know, um, Captain America Avengers. Well, and this, this Spider-Man specific movie specifically is mm-hmm. really tugging at like our generation. Mm-hmm. Like they're bringing right, right. in, to- they're bringing the in Toby, they're bringing yeah. in like, so they're bringing in all these different generations of people that, so well, to your that, point, Tris, Troy, what? that that may end up being the, uh, one of those movies that. Well, is that the only way to? Is that the only way to light the box office on fire? Is to go for millennial <laughs> nostalgia? <laughs> well, we're right now. Yes. Do it. <laughs> well, we're the only ones that go to the theaters. Well, that's what I I'm saying. So. so, who's the one that said? I think Chris, you said that that Spider Man is already sold out in theater. When was the last time uh, any movie was sold out in theaters? Like Avengers Endgame, yeah. right? Right. For real. I mean, especially so. So we're already if you want to say the the fire has already been lit, everybody's already talking about who punched the lizard and all that, you know, mm-hmm. like all, it's already got memes. It's already got jokes. It's already got these. Listen, it's already got this thing a, behind it. And the thing that's important to like, Spider-Man. differentiate is that this isn't like it is MCU, but it's not. This is a Sony property. This money will go into Sony's pocket. Sure. Good. Right. I just want to so, point out that Troy said the words punch the lizard and Reese didn't react at all. <laughs> I'm you're slipping, bro. Sorry. It's like way past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, we should end it. <laughs> um, so I guess in conclusion, my thoughts are that uh it 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 doesn't take a huge budget uh to make a great movie. Um <clears throat> It doesn't take it, it, it may take ter- putting your phone away to notice a great movie. Um, so I don't think Ridley Scott was way off base on his comment. I think he was off base in blaming his, right. his poor performance on yeah. on the audience because there's other movies that are slow, well, especially on the subset of the audience that actually sees movies, like, right? Yeah. Like we, we established the very good point. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Attacking the audience is never good. Like the chick from Cowboy Bebop did that. The chick that directed Charlie's Angel did that. I mean, uh, I'm sure chick so, is derogatory. I just can't think of their name. Chick. So dude. did, uh, so did, I'm, I don't even remember her name. Uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. She, she attacked the audience and people hated her for it. So mm-hmm. it's not a good idea. It's a bad idea. Always. Um, but yeah, I mean, make a good movie and then, uh, and then hopefully you can get good marketing for it. And, uh, and hopefully, but I mean like last duel was a good movie. I I think it was. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, I'll I'll need to see it 
to to decide for myself but uh i mean i'm trying to look at where it came in with uh <laughs> where it came in with the uh, box office totals but like it's 83 it's pretty far down there 55 um, let it it made less than Green Knight, and that's another one that was like. Oh, I really liked. Green, I really liked Green Knight. Did you see Green Knight? I wanted to I see did. it. Yeah, I've heard it was really good. I Wait, where awesome. did it come in? Oh, it came Green in at fifty-five. Knight. It came in behind Stillwater, which is another yeah. uh, Matt Damon movie that uh-huh. was. <sighs> Talk about pulling out your cell phone while watching a movie. That movie <laughs> was brutal. Did you watch Stillwater? Uh, yeah, I my my father in law and I went to the movies and we went and watched Stillwater because we were like, oh look, it's another uh, Taken, and then because mm-hmm. that's the way it was marketed, and then you went and watched it and it was not that, not, not that even a little bit. It was weird Bummer. as all hell. Um. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Make a good movie, get good advertise, get good marketing, and um, be Marvel. And don't blame the audience. Be Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame the audience. Here, here. Yeah. We did it. We solved we... Hollywood. <laughs> again. We did it again. We're always feel... solving the big problems. Dude, I feel like we've done... How many episodes have we done? 97? I think and this I is think 98. 98 episodes? And I think 80 of them we've solved Hollywood, but... Who's, who's listening? They need to send us our check already. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Brian. From Sony's Brian, payroll. Brian, Brian's listening. <laughs> Brian, make, make a phone call. Hey, hey Brian. Brian Cox? Conch. You mean Brian Conch. Cox? Conches. Conches. <laughs> Brian Conch, star of Troy? He is in Troy. You're right. He, and he has uh, the worst accent ever. He shouldn't act. It's anymore. pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what's up, Brian? Um, anyway, is there anything else anybody wanted to throw in there? No, I feel like no. I kind of, uh, please no. <laughs> Jake's gone. Please no. Please no. Please no. Is it's too soon. Too soon. It's too soon. Too soon. Um, what? <laughs> Never Chris, mind. you're the one that said it. Uh, I know, but I don't think everyone is in on this. No, no nobody is. Uh, that's anyway, it, that's what makes it funny. Yeah, yeah. This is totally a Reese thing. Uh, it's funny because I think it's funny, not because it's actually funny. Um, is there? I, I kind of felt like I I really overpowered that last section. Is there anything else anybody wanted to say before we yeah. sign off? Um, guys, subscribe to our Patreon. Follow us on Instagram. Coffee. Sub, sub to our coffee. Buy me a coffee. Uh, blow my conch. And then you can speak and have a turn. Undestroys <laughs> lizard. It's fine. Undestroys um, lizard. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a dirty joke. Like it doesn't. I've never it's heard definitely of a lizard. euphemism. It, yeah, it sure. sounds like it could be a euphemism. So I'm going to just run with it. Yeah. All right. Like, dude, oh. I'm punching my lizard. Like, that, I don't think. <laughs> Is this is this the drop at the beginning? I'm punching my lizard. Do you guys remember know. Futurama where like Bender locked himself inside a closet and like Leela locks and she's like, Bender, are you jacking on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we've gone so far off the rails. 
Bye, everybody. Have a great uh, night. Bye. Bye, Dr. Nick. Conch is yours. <laughs> bye. All right. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye. See you guys. I wash my hands in this. <laughs>